Hey, if you're listening to this on a podcast, this is special to you. Hey, this is Tom Gresham. We really appreciate you listening. Spread the word about the podcast for Gun Talk. But I need to ask you a favor. If you would, go to my website, guntalk.com. That's guntalk.com. And up at the top, there's a little box that says sign up. If you would... Click on that and sign up for my newsletter. We are going to start working to stamp out these gun-free zones, these killing zones that I call them. They're, they're basically killing fields. If you'll sign up for the free Gun Talk newsletter, you'll start getting the information. Guarantee you, you're going to enjoy it. We do a lot of fun stuff here. But more importantly, we're going to do some good things. So go to GunTalk.com, sign up for the newsletter. I really appreciate it. And stand by. Here comes your Gun Talk podcast. When you have questions about guns, the shooting sports, or your rights, where do you turn? Do what the pros do. When they have questions, they go to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Tom hosts several programs on the Outdoor Channel, is a noted book author and magazine editor, and he hosts the first and only national talk radio show pertaining to these issues. You can participate by calling 1-800-TALK-GUNS and check out GunTalk.com. Now, prepare yourself for a no-nonsense, straightforward approach to firearms and related topics. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. He's cocked and locked and ready to talk. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Hey, welcome again. I'm Tom Gresham. This is Gun Talk. And, well, that's what we're doing today. We're talking about guns, having some fun. Uh, Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS. If you'd like to join us, pick up the phone, give us a holler. Uh, If you prefer, it's 866-825-548. Eight six. Somebody who's done that is Pete in Palmer, Alaska. On two. Hey, Pete. Welcome to Gun Talk. Howdy, Tom. How you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Good. Listen, um, I just like to make everyone aware of something. You're probably aware of this already. That I was on NRA's website, their Institute for Legislative Action, the other day, and I couldn't help but notice there's an issue that's looming over us directly. Um, the 2008 re-election, of course, poses a lot of train wrecks for us gun owners, but. There's something that's right over us, I think, that everybody needs to jump on right away, and that is there uh, tends to be a national policy change that would occur by reclassifying ammo, powder, and primers as explosives. And this would be done by um, taking the regulation of ammo, powder, and primers out of the hands of ATF and putting under OSHA because they'd be reclassified as explosives. Right. Right. The uh... a public com comment period on this i think it runs through september yeah we just got extended 60 days because it was about to run out right. and the uh, the national shooting sports foundation uh in fact they were on here last week talking about that they got the 60 days or they got the period extended 60 days what, what what this really is and it's pete you're right this is a this is a big deal you have an agency that knows nothing about firearms and nothing about ammunition and nothing about smokeless powder and nothing about primers in a position to regulate it. Uh, I think, I hope, but I think that much of this will get defused, if you will, uh, when the folks from NSSF sit down with the folks from OSHA and say, okay, let's start from square one. Gunpowder is not an explosive. And I mean, they've already had this conversation. I'm, I'm kind of privy to some of from the back end. And, of course, the reaction from OSHA people is, huh? What do you mean it's not an explosive? It's gunpowder. Well, 
you're thinking of smoke or, or black powder, old-fashioned black powder, which really hasn't been in popular use for about a hundred years in cartridges. And you know, so that's it's an educational process. But Pete, you're making a, an excellent point here, and the one that I think maybe we ought to discuss, which is this is what can happen when an agency, a bureaucratic agency, a bureaucracy, if you will, has the ability to regulate firearms under a White House administration. Imagine this, if you had a White House administration that wanted to get rid of firearms. That's when you get a Janet Reno at Justice. That's when you get somebody at OSHA. That's when you get somebody at the Consumer Product Safety Commission that says, you know, handgun ammo is dangerous. We should ban it as a dangerous substance, which is what the Consumer Product Safety Commission tried to do about 30 years ago. Now you got OSHA coming in and saying, well, you know, uh, any place that stores explosive gunpowder, by the way, gunpowder is not explosive. We'll return to that often. Well, if there's a thunderstorm in the area, we'll have to evacuate the premises. And people would have to be searched before they could go in there to make sure that they don't have any cigarette lighters with them. Well, those are the kind of regulations you have when you have a, an explosive manufacturing facility. And actually, there are a few times in the manufacture of primers where the, the substance that they use is called yellow cake. And it is actually uh, an explosive. And, okay, that makes sense for the manufacturer. But as soon as you have them in primers, as soon as this stuff is dry and made into primers, not an issue. Again, not an issue. I know any number of people, I can tell you, who have not a 1,000 and probably not even 10,000, but more than 10,000 primers because they shoot 50,000 rounds a year in the hand load. They have to, you know, load their own ammo. So that's not an issue. But, Pete, you're right to point this out. It's good to bring it up. People should become aware of it. They can go to the NRA ILA website. They can do a little Googling for OSHA and ammunition. But here's the thing. Be careful on the Internet. There are a lot of chicken littles out there. The sky is falling. We've all got to march on Washington. Look, things are happening in the background. And, you know, our comments to OSHA probably aren't going to have a lot of effect. But if you want to make comments to your senators... That does have an effect because they will contact OSHA and say, what are you guys doing? And then, of course, you got the NRA and the National Shooting Sports Foundation and SAMI, which is the uh, industry group which actually sets the standards for ammunition. They're the ones that know more than anybody else anywhere about ammunition, and they're working with OSHA. So I think, you know, let, let's. I'm not saying I know what's going to happen, but I think that there's a chance we ought to just uh, perhaps – Sit back just a little bit. Let's get a little bit more information. In the meantime, well, sit back is not correct. Absolutely make comment. Contact your senators. Contact your representatives. Tell them you don't want OSHA regulating ammunition. But in the meantime, understand that there is work that's being done out there, kind of behind the scenes on an educational level. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. When we come back, I want to talk about what is an AR-15 good for anyway? 866-TALK-GUNS. 
A revolution usually starts with a gun. This time, it starts with a scope. Simmons is proud to introduce the all-new Simmons Master Series, a revolutionary breakthrough in rifle scope design. Featuring the only true one-piece main tube on the market, the new Simmons Master Series uses the patented True Zero Flex Erector System, an energy-absorbing design that virtually eliminates the effects of recoil. Completely sealed against water intrusion, the new True Zero Windage and Elevation dials deliver precise and audible clicks, ensuring dial settings that can be repeated time after time. The QTA Quick Target Acquisition eyepiece features a dramatically expanded eye box, providing up to four inches of eye relief. Learn more about the revolutionary product innovations of the Simmons Master Series at SimmonsOptics.com. Mount the all-new Simmons Master Series and see what our engineering can do for your shooting performance. If you like fine pistols, Kimber has three new 45s for concealed carry. They're called the CDP Series. CDP stands for Custom Defense Package. Made in the Kimber Custom Shop, CDP pistols have features like rounded and melted corners, tritium night sights, checkered front strap, ambidextrous thumb safety, all at a savings of over $500 what these upgrades would cost if added separately. CDP pistols also have lightweight aluminum frames, stainless steel slides, match-grade bushingless barrels, high-ride beaver tail grip safety, and beveled magazine wells. The list goes on. To learn more... Hunters need bullets they can depend on. Accurate bullets that hit hard, create massive hydraulic shock, penetrate tough muscle and heavy bone. Bullets that kill quickly, dropping animals in their tracks. The triple shock is 100% copper. Multiple grooves in the bullet shank reduce pressures and create deadly accuracy. The Barnes triple shock consistently outshoots the competition. That's the bottom line. Available to hand loaders or can be purchased in Federal, Corbon, Black Hills, and Weatherby factory ammunition. Rifles are about accuracy. Those smart guys at Sims Vibration Laboratory have created a way to make your rifle even better. It's called the Barrel Deresonator, and it works by taming the barrel vibrations, enhancing accuracy. Simply slip the deresonator onto the barrel of your rifle or muzzleloader and start shooting. It really works. Get accurate. Get a LimbSaver Deresonator. Check it out at LimbSaver.com. That's L-I-M-B-S-A-V-E-R.com. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk. 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. Tom Gresham here. One of the things that's happened uh, kind of under the radar almost for a lot of people in the firearms industry, uh, people who write about guns, etc., is um, I, I hate to use the term paradigm shift because that sounds like some silly thing out of the 60s, but there has been, there's a change, as they say, change in the wind, change, you know, sea change, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I kind of put it squarely on the back of the AR-15 because that is not the whole story, but it's where you can see what's going on. And to talk to us about what's going on there is a good friend of mine, Michael Bain. Uh, he's star of TV, written books, written magazine articles, been everywhere, been there. He, in fact, he's here right now. Hello, Michael. Hello, Tom, and I prefer to be referred to as the king of all media. There you go. I like it. The king of all media. Oh, in the, oh, I like it in some of the contracts you get where it says, uh, we reserve all rights in the known and unknown universe. And, and, and as you know, I try to function as much as possible in the unknown. In the unknown universe is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is a topic that you and I have talked about for several years and saying, you know, okay, eh, people just aren't quite 
getting it. The Zumbo flap uh, from several months ago, I think, brought it to the forefront. And now I had a conversation with um, Randy Luth from DPMS Panther Arms oh, a couple months ago, and he was talking about how they're so backordered on their ARs. And I said, well, Smith is backordered, and Bushmaster's backordered, and Colt's backordered, and everybody who makes them is backordered. And, I, and then I said, look, I know you don't have the industry numbers, but you have a pretty good idea of how many of these rifles are being made. He said, yeah. He started running through with me. I said, do you understand that the AR-15 is the most popular rifle being made in America, period? It was just like I hit him with a wet fish. He says, I guess you're right. You know, and he's it, in the middle of it. It has taken a long time because, uh, to borrow the word paradigm, and actually, I, you know, I once, when I was a business writer, I used that word a lot, and I'm probably going to go to, like, uh, buzzword hell for that. <laughs> but it, it really is fair because... In a lot of ways, the whole AR industry has grown up uh, quietly during the uh, the previous assault weapon ban, and it's almost the opposite of the traditional firearms industry in that instead of a few really big companies that are responsible for the majority of the sales, there's a large number of small companies that are cranking out ARs at an amazing rate. I mean, you've got companies like uh, Olympic Arms, Rock River Arms. You, there are companies making ARs that... I don't even know about, and I'm supposed to know about this stuff. <laughs> or companies like uh, that started out parts assemblers or parts makers, uh, J&T, uh, yep. Flash, Double Star, right. are turning out very high-end, very good ARs. Uh, there's a number of those companies. And, you know, I, I, uh, I think this week it's out on the stands. I wrote a long article for Outdoor Life magazine. And in a lot of ways what the function of that article was was to explain to the larger hunting market why and how this tremendous change took place and what it means for them. Well, I guess that's the question is, you know, how did it take place and what does it mean? And, you know, I guess we ought to point out, and you and I both know that uh, NBC is coming out with a piece. Is it uh, next week? I, I believe so, yes. On, on, um, on the AR and I guess including some women involved in that. And I mean, The lovely Debbie Finns, uh, Babes and Bullets. And, of course, the New York Times has done peace on it now. All of a sudden, and, you know, i got to tell you, Michael, you and I have been around. This is not our first rodeo. And while some of these things are interesting and you get the story in the business section of the Times, which really wasn't too bad, and you got NBC coming up, i got to think that some of this is prelude to the next assault weapons ban effort. I, I truly believe it is, and it scares me. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, a little bit earlier, about Chicken Littles. It's... Yes, but, you know, when, when I look at um, uh, one of the things that we talked about, I talked about with the, the, the writer from the New York Times, and uh, I actually uh, went to Connecticut and spent a day with the National Shooting Sports Foundation with our friends there talking about the, the AR-15 market. And I, I think that, that somewhere underground, underneath this buying binge, is a fear of, of what a, a Democratic White House and a Democratic Senate and a Democratic House of Representatives looks like in 2008. Right. Um, and talking to people within the industry who make AR-15s and, and other, quote-unquote, black rifles, high-tech rifles, um, we all stand in awe of what the demand is probably going to be one year from today, July 2008, going into the elections. Um, if they can't meet the orders right now. They won't even come close to meeting next, <laughs> next year. I, I would not be surprised to see the demand at 2x 
12 months. Oh, I, I think easily that. I think easily that. All right, real quickly, for those who don't know, first of all, the AR-15, in case you have been under a rock for the last 25 or 30 years, uh, you will remember Vietnam, all right? <laughs> M- M-16, uh, you know, became the AR-15, which is the semi-auto version of the M-16. It's been considerably improved since then. Michael, the, your elevator answer, your uh, NBC answer, when somebody says, what do people do with these rifles? Uh, my elevator answer is everything, because the AR-15 platform gun has become the Swiss army knife of firearms. And, and this, that statement is coming from somebody who, who, myself, who came up through pistol competition, who came up through handgun training as a handgun trainer. But I, the amazing thing to me is, is that this platform, this, this AR-15 firearms platform, is, is simply the most versatile platform I believe ever made avail- available in the world. It, it'll do anything. Uh, you can go from, uh, uh, from essentially a home self-defense firearm. In fact, it is becoming the de facto choice now for home defense. And, and for, for very good reasons. I mean, it, it, typically, we thought of if there was going to be a long gun in the house for self-defense, it's a shotgun. Well, the most amazing thing to me is, is when, when and, and you know, you and I have both been privy to these tests, and we've been involved in these tests of looking at the penetration of buckshot mm-hmm. or the penetration of shotgun slugs. They are much more fiercely penetrative than a two twenty three round designed for that purpose, such as say a Hornady tap, right? Which is designed to be less penetrative. It's designed to blow up on sheetrock. Well, basically, uh, any varmint. Ammo. It's designed to uh, fragment instantly and you know not hold together in one piece. So even a couple of pieces, a couple of layers of sheetrock, and certainly exterior wall of a house, it's not coming through in one piece. No, it's not, and that that is a huge point. It really sold me. I, I did uh, a few years back. I did some penetration studies on shotgun slugs, mm-hmm. and one of the things I found is unless you hit a bar inside the door of a car, we went out to a junkyard. You can shoot a shotgun slug through a car sideways. Yep, through and through. That's you know, think about the level of penetration to shoot something through a car. And then think about the wall in your house. There you go. That's why people are going to the AR. Now, uh hunting. People are actually using these things to hunt, right? Absolutely. Think about it. Think about it. You've got a gun here that is designed from the ground up to be easy for a nineteen year old who's never touched a gun to learn on. It's designed to hold up no matter what. Uh, soak it in the water, throw it in mud, throw it in sand. It's ergonomic. It's easy to shoot. Uh, the two twenty three, of course, is a flat shooting cartridge. But now, one of the things that I believe is an unintended consequence of the previous ban is that the AR platform is available in a uh, almost a staggering array of calibers. Aha! Aha! Hold that, hold that thought, because we're going to be joined right now on line three by John in Hearst, Texas. John, Michael just said they're available in a host of calibers. Yes, sir, they certainly are. Everything from the two two three all the way up to the fifty caliber. Uh, so what do you? I sh- chose the six point eight myself. Good Why? choice. Uh, it was an excellent choice for me. I wanted it to be able to go out and do some deer hunting. Hog hunting, I've got plenty of hogs, feral hogs in my area. Less of them now that you have your 6.8. Now, uh, the 6.8 caliber is interesting because this is a cartridge that was created 
almost entirely for this platform. Am I right, guys? Yep. Yep. So, Perfectly correct. And the six eight based on the two two three case. You basically uh, one of the things, Michael. You mentioned the uh, the Swiss Army knife idea. John, yes, sir, John. Uh, it's not based on the two two three. It's not. It is based on the thirty Remington. Aha! Uh-huh. But cycles, of course. You're right. I'm 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 uh, going a different direction. You're exactly right. Let me ask you, John. Did you get a rifle that was made in this, or did you just get a new upper for a pre-existing AR that you had? I started out, purchased a lower, then investigated which one I wanted to go with. Started out looking at two two three, then started looking at the six point five, the six point eight, the three hundred whisper, all different calibers, <laughs> and finally settled on a six point eight and a um, small builder up in North Carolina that uh, he done a lot of personal experimenting and developed a uh, eleven in one twist with a four groove that is he pretty much guarantees a w- sub MOA. At 100 yards. Yeah, these will shoot one-inch groups or less. And that's becoming absolutely, it's a yawner now in these top-level ARs. It's like, yeah, well, of course it shoots a minute. That's no big deal. Uh, John, you figure on getting any other uh, calibers? Uh, really, no, because uh, I've had a lot of fun so far. It's I haven't had it for long. Mm-hmm. I've probably put in about 250 rounds through it so far been totally impressed and i'm ex-military i was in the air force security police dog handler okay and i shot the gau which is the the short uh what they call today the m4 m4 right and um i love it it's just an you know what it is it's an easy rifle to shoot and that's you know you get around all of the gee whiz it looks cool and it's you know fast and looks evil or it looks great or whatever you want it to it's an easy rifle to shoot everybody if you get them set up right everybody shoots an AR well at least in my opinion well, it's my experience with an AR is it's infinitely adjustable yeah yes sir because soldiers come in many sizes. Good point. And also, in its basic uh, round, the two two three, there's almost no recoil. And right. the, now, 6.8, uh, John, fill me in. Uh, how about recoil on the 6.8? Six, 6.8 eight? Six, eight is slightly more, but not really noticeable than the two two three. Mm-hmm. Everybody that I've allowed to shoot my gun have been totally impressed but with it. Well, there you go. Hey, John, thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Michael, I, I just when you said it was available in all these calibers, I looked up on the screen and said, "Well, there's John with one and six eight. I said, let's bring him in because that's exactly what you're talking about, isn't it?" It is, and the key thing that I think that one of the huge factors now driving the AR market is that that it is probably the very first real good firearm that is 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 user user configurable at a huge rate. Um, yeah, look at the Brownells catalog. <laughs> right. At, at this, my understanding from uh, Pete Brownell and, of course, from Larry Potterfield at Midway USA is that now, um, as of this year, AR parts have exceeded 1911 parts. Exactly. There are more, more parts, and you can do more with it. You're not going to take your uh, your 1911 and do as much switching and 
The only thing missing right now on the Picatinny rail for your AR is a cup holder and refrigeration unit and a fan. But I think we're going to try to hook one of those things up. Hold on, Michael. Uh, We'll come back with, we're talking with Michael Bain. Uh, Of course, uh, you know Michael from his TV shows, his books, his magazine articles. He and I are actually going to be uh, making presentations on ARs in a few weeks together. So that's kind of why we want to talk about this. Our number, 866-TALK-GUNS. I'm Tom Gresham. More about the AR-15 when we come back on Gun Talk. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk. Tom Gresham here. Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS or 866-825-5486. Talking with Michael Bain about uh, the AR-15 platform and I guess the one thing I would want to get out from people who are saying, well, what's the big deal? Because I know that there are a lot of trap shooters, skeet shooters, sporting clay shooters, duck hunters who are thinking, those things are ugly and I don't want one. Well, okay, yes, they're not as pretty as a nice piece of wood. But here's why people have them. They are fun. And remember, shooting is about having fun for the most part. We go out, we shoot a bunch because it's fun. Michael, have I missed anything here? Well, the other thing that's fun about them is they're Legos for grown-ups. Yeah, they are, aren't uh, you they? Can, you can infinitely reconfigure, configure, change this, change that, uh, change the stocks, change the grips, change the caliber by simply changing the entire. The key thing is, is people need to remember that the lower part, the lower receiver, is the gun part of the gun. That's the part that has the serial number. And that's what you buy through your dealer. So you can get an upper, it's called, which is the mechanism, the barrel, which is you can change calibers by getting new uppers. Now think about that with a bolt-action rifle. Let's say you know you got your Remington, you know, seven hundred and twenty-five oh six, and you say, you know, I wish I had a four-inch longer barrel. For whatever reason, you've decided right. to go hunt prairie dogs, and you wish you had a heavier varmint barrel. Well. That's either a trip to the gunsmith or a trip to the gun store. Right. With an AR, it's a trip to the Internet. Well, yeah, you get this thing mailed in, and in 10 minutes, you have swapped out the uppers, and you're you know, rocking and rolling, you know, good to go. And there are actually some, you know, if you look at a high-end competition AR, and I think another point we need to make is that ARs own competition. Yeah, I mean, if you go to the high-power matches, you go, well, they are incredibly accurate. They are, as I said before, easy to shoot, which is one of the things that people don't quite get until you've had a chance to shoot it. Uh, but, yeah, they do. They own competition. You don't quite get it until you shoot some German battle rifles and you realize what lousy ergonomics really are. It's They're so easy to shoot because they're designed from the ground up to be easy to instruct people to shoot with them. Well, and, maybe that's it. it. The whole idea was they designed these things to be able to teach uh, 18, 19-year-old kids how to shoot with them. And, and look at, you know, virtually every shoulder, so every shoulder, every soldier gets some kind of marksmanship badge. They can shoot at 600 yards, which is is a neat trick. It really is. Tell you what, we ought to do this quickly. Uh, I've got a call in here from Peter on line three that I would definitely want to take. It's a little off subject, but Peter, we'd like to get you in because I think this is important. How are you today? You know, I'm uh, considering the alternatives. Uh, uh, Tom, I'm, I'm great. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a citizen here. I have been and proud of it for, for nearly 40 years. But I was born in Australia, and I go back there every once in a while to visit my, my folks, and, and I'm absolutely horrified by what gun control has done. If you want to know how gun control does not work, go to Australia. 
um, you they virtually literally in, outside the big cities, outside the the big noise of Sydney and downtown uh, uh, Hyde Park and places like that, uh, Kings Cross. Uh, you, you you don't want to go out at night because the criminals r- rule the street. You pick up the newspaper, there's home invasions every day. Now let me ask you, Peter. We those of us who cover this know that they had the uh, the shooting in Tasmania about oh I guess twelve fifteen years ago. Yeah. As a result of that, it passed very repressive gun control laws. Picked up the guns, melted them down. Are you telling me that this situation has changed since then? Of it's much worse now. Oh, it's worsened. Yeah, it really has worsened. I mean, and 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 the bad part about it is people kind of accept it. They they just sort of accept that you don't go out at night and and you go into you drive through the nice areas and bars on every window. Security door business is great over there uh, because uh, people just go inside their places and and wait till the morning. Peter, uh, is the is the general thinking there? I'm trying to understand this. Okay, uh, do people generally say, well? You just shouldn't try to protect yourself? They're, they're, they've got that pounded into them so heavily right. that, that, that they tend to believe it. I don't say they all believe it because right. the, 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 the people uh, who, who, who actually don't, don't want to do it and would like to change it. But uh, I, I talked to a gun shop owner over there, and I said, you know what, what's the problem? Can't everybody get together? Can't you enact legislature to, to overturn this thing? He said, you know... Uh, they fill the people with booze, sex, and drugs so easily that nobody's really very, very interested in, 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 in getting together and supporting each other and supporting a, a front in this direction. And, and that's a really sad thing. I, I, I mean, uh, it's a beautiful country. And they're just screwed it up. Uh, Incredible. And I, and I've talked to Australian shooters, uh, who just practically in tears and, and, and they tell me basically what I think I hear you saying, which is, don't let that happen here. We, we, we didn't, you know, I, I hear it time and again. We didn't think it could happen in Australia. We thought we were like the American West. We thought uh-huh. that'll never happen here. I mean, was that the attitude? Oh, ab- absolutely. And, 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 and you, 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 this happened in 96 and a half, halfway through 1996. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that, uh, that's a still very controversial thing that happened down in, uh, down in Tasmania. I've, I, I'll send you some stuff that I've got from a cop over there who gave it to me, like 40 pages of stuff. The guy that did the shooting, the shooter, the alleged shooter, had an IQ of 66. Oh, my. And, and yet the guy that, that did, did the shooting was a superb marksman. I mean, he went in and killed something like 36 people. In yeah. A few minutes. yeah, really, really amazing stuff. Peter, listen, i got to run. I thank you for your call, and thank you for giving us our uh, maybe a wake-up call for some here who say, ah, it's no big deal. Why do we care about those AR-15s? I'll let them have who, who needs more than 10 rounds? Because that's not what they're after. It's not what they're after. They're after everything you have that goes bang. We're talking with Michael Bain. If you'd like to wade in, 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. Dear Lupo, during a hunting trip in Louisiana, a hidden stump capsized our boat. Among the items that sank to the bottom was the rifle my dad gave me and my loophole scope. After two weeks, we recovered the rifle, totally ruined. But as I wiped off the scope's lenses and looked through it, everything was crystal clear. Thanks for making such a high-quality, well-crafted scope. Brad Martin, Louisiana. 
Loophole, the world's finest sports optics. Call 1-800-929-4949 for the Loophole dealer nearest you. Hunters need bullets they can depend on. Accurate bullets that hit hard, create massive hydraulic shock, penetrate tough muscle and heavy bone. Bullets that kill quickly, dropping animals in their tracks. The Triple Shock is 100% copper. Multiple grooves in the bullet shank reduce pressures and create deadly accuracy. The Barnes Triple Shock consistently outshoots the competition. That's the bottom line. Available to hand loaders or can be purchased in Federal, Corbon, Black Hills, and Weatherby factory ammunition. If you're like me, you own a handgun for protection. But as I got older, aiming and shooting accurately was getting a lot harder. Wearing bifocals, I had a hard time seeing the target and my sights at the same time. Using iron sights just wasn't working for me anymore. A few years back, I added Crimson Trace laser grips to my home defense guns. They're the world's only grip-integrated laser sight. The laser's built right into the grip, so they're simple to install and really easy to use. What a difference they've made. When you see that red dot, you know you're going to hit what you're aiming at. You really should find out more. Crimson Trace has laser grips to fit just about any handgun in your safe. Get to your favorite gun shop and try set today. Or contact Crimson Trace for a free catalog and the location of a dealer near you. Call 800-442-2406 or visit their website at crimsontrace.com. That's 800-442-2406 or crimsontrace.com. Browning has been the leader in auto-loading shotguns from the very beginning, starting 90 years ago with John M. Browning's famous Auto 5. But Browning designers haven't been sitting still. Their new model, the Gold, redefines what a gas-operated shotgun should be. In wing shooting, feel is the key, and the Gold flies to the shoulder with a liveliness never before seen in an auto-loader. The shorter, lighter-weight receiver puts the balance between the hands, where the top shooters want it. And the short piston stroke makes for an extremely clean shooting gun. The Browning Gold adjusts automatically to any load, from one-ounce target ammo to heavy three-inch magnums. And unlike some 20s, which are built on a heavy 12-gauge frame, the Gold 20 is a true 20-gauge, using its own smaller action. Of course, all Gold shotguns exhibit the high quality and attention to detail that shooters everywhere have come to expect from Browning. Discover the new standard, the Gold Standard in auto-loading shotguns. Check out the Gold 12 and 20 at your local Browning dealer. Finally, the television channel you've been looking for, the Sportsman Channel, dedicated exclusively to hunting and fishing programming, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Absolutely no infomercials or variety programming, just tried and true hunting and fishing. To see what you've been missing, visit us at thesportsmanchannel.com and call your cable or satellite provider and request the Sportsman Channel today. The Sportsman Channel, all hunting, all fishing, all the time. Hey, we're back with you. The AR-15 is definitely not your granddaddy's rifle. Now, I mean, those of you who know me know I love rifles. I love guns that have pretty wood on them. Man, I'm a sucker for wood. At the same time, I like things that are fun to shoot. And the AR-15, to me, is both fun and it is useful. It's a good hunting rifle. It is a fabulous personal defense rifle. And I know it surprises people when you say at distances with, you know, from three feet on out. Michael, we're talking with Michael Bain. Michael and I have been to gun site together, uh, several times. We start shooting these things at about, uh, almost when we can reach the paper with the muzzle, don't we? Pretty much about three yards. Yeah. 
And, you know, I was a little slow in coming to the idea of, uh, of an AR as a, a personal defense weapon in the sense of like a house gun or something like that. And the more, you know, I attended the classes at Gunsight, the more I worked with them, the more impressed I was about how well it worked in exactly that capacity. Well, you know, uh, I, I was the same thing, but you know what really got me was there are certain people that you just listen to. And when Clint Smith says something and when Ed Stock tells me something at Gunsight and they say this is the way it is and I don't think it is, then i got to stop and say, okay, of the two people who you know, who is likely to be wrong here, and it's probably going to be me. You know, So that's kind of when you start and say, oh, I'm going to back up and look at this again. And I think maybe that's where we both were. Well, I, I also, but I, just to go back to the subject we touched on briefly, is um, you know, looking at 2008, looking at the 2008 election, it scares me because I, I think that there's always been a feeling within the, the larger gun control establishment that they could get an assault weapon ban. Well, that, that's how we got the term assault weapon. Assault right. weapon was a term created by Josh Sugarman from the Violence Policy Center, the most rabid gun control group or gun banning group in the country. And he basically said, look, the public doesn't know the difference between an AR-15 and an M-16. We can convince them that these are machine guns. And, Michael, I am here to tell you, if you go into any store, you just pick any lady in the checkout line and ask them what guns were banned by the assault weapon ban, and they will tell you machine gun every time. It's a question I must have answered a thousand times. It, I mean, it is. And, and Josh Sugarman, the nation's chief gun banner, was absolutely right. He was able to confuse the public. And right now, if you say we got to ban assault weapons, CNN will start running that bogus footage about machine guns again. Right, right. They, they're all going to start it again. And you know what? It's going to be up to us to tell the truth. Because if we don't, no one will. Can you can you take a couple of calls, Michael? Sure. Love all right. You. Let's do uh, Brian on four out of Oklahoma. Hey, Brian, you're up. Yeah. Um, on an AR-15 platform, I'm uh, having a dilemma trying to decide between a 6.8 and a 308. What do you want to do with it? Oh, um, little planking, maybe a little uh, small varmint hunting, little uh, longer distance uh, target shooting. Michael? Sounds like a 6.8 to me. Well, or, ha-ha. 223. <laughs> how, about, how about a 223 and a, a 308? You know, the, you know, this is the Swiss Army knife of rifles, after all. True. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why not get it, uh, get you two uppers? Oh, you, hey, there's a, there's a, okay. Look, yeah, it, talk it, to DPMS. They can do amazing things. Yep, and they'll actually sell you a, a rifle with two uppers, good to go. R- remember, any excuse for buying more gun gear is absolutely approved on this show, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. What was the name <laughs> of that company he said? Michael, it's DPMS. DPMS Panther Arms. Uh, okay. And uh, it's Delta Papa Mike Sierra. DPMS, uh, good outfit. Randy Luth, president there. Actually, he's been a guest on the show here. Thanks. They're already logged in on my favorites on my PC. There you go. Thanks, Brian. Uh, yeah, get both of them. All right, Ed is in Spokane, Washington on three. Ed, you're up. Hey, Tom, I wonder if uh, your guest give give uh, those of us who are kind of handy uh, some pointers on building uh, an AR-15 from a kit. Well, he he better because I'm not handy. So, Michael, you got well, it. You know, I'm not handy either. There, um, Bill Lawfridge from Cylinder and Slide Shop, who is, of course, one of the top gunsmiths in the country, he once said in an article that I should be banned by federal law from owning a Dremel tool <laughs> because every time I turned one on, a gun died. 
Well, and, at least I'll let you... I was able to assemble an AR from your basic parts kits. Um, you remember, these are weapons that were... Uh, these are firearms that were designed to be configurable in battle. Yeah. Uh, if it broke, it was designed to be fixed while you're sitting in a big pile of sand. Actually, take it apart. Jump. You could take it apart with a round, a loaded yeah. round, literally. Key thing, key thing to do is I strongly suggest um, uh, building up your lower... And and get a get a couple of books. I think there's a Halex guides out there. Uh, American Gunsmithing Institute does um, a video of a. There's a number of. I uh, go to Brownells or go to Midway. Yeah. There's a number of videos. Get the video, and then get your. The key thing here is just buy your upper preassembled because the only the only not the only but the primary critical point on an AR is head spacing. And when you get get an assembled upper, the head space issue is taken care of. Okay, I tell you what, we're, uh, thank you, Eddie. That's, I think Michael's right. Uh, Brownells has information on this. If you don't have the Brownells catalog, please get it. Go to brownells.com. You gotta have this if you're a, a shooter at all. Uh, if you don't have their catalog, they're gonna wanna charge you $5 for it. Tell them that you refuse to pay the $5. Be nice about it. And tell them, because Tom Gresham said you can have it for free, and they will send it to you for free, which is a pretty good deal. And, uh, everybody's gotta have the Brownells catalog. Uh, Michael, don't go anywhere. We're gonna get back to you. Uh, George and Utah, don't go anywhere. You're gonna be able to correct me, because I'm sure I've made any number of mistakes here, because I told you, I am not handy. They won't let Michael have a Dremel tool. They won't let me pick up a screwdriver. I mean, they call 911 when that happens. 866-TALK-GUNS. This is Gun Talk. All right, we're back with you. And yes, indeed, I make mistakes on an hourly, sometimes a minute-by-minute basis. George is here to straighten me out. Line four. George, what did I do this time? Yes, Tom, when you mentioned that you could get two uppers for an AR-15, one in 308 and one in 223, because the 308 is larger, you need the DPMS 308 lower receiver to fit the 308 upper receiver. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know what that means, don't you, George? The good news? You need I mean, two ARs. You get two ARs! Home run! correct. <laughs> and, then, and then you need to get one of the Bushmaster... Um, uh, 450 Hornady <laughs> AR uppers. There you go. Just so go. you got two AR, you know, just so you got two uppers for the 223 platform. There you go, George. Uh, th- no, go ahead, George. Go ahead. Also, have is with that AR, you can have uh, the the bullet size, the bullet weight. You can almost rival a 243 lightweight bullet in that 223. That's true. With different uh, twist rates to accommodate the different, uh, the different bullets. Rate, you can actually go up to an 80 grain, and I believe there's now bullets plus 80 grain that with the faster twist barrels, you can you can shoot uh, uh, 90 grain. I mean, it is truly the most versatile rifle platform out there. Thank you, George, for uh, keeping me straight on that. I told you I'm not handy, you know. <laughs> uh, but like I say, hey, it's an excuse to buy two guns, and that's an even better day. Uh, Michael, um, I know that we these manufacturers cannot gear up to make enough of these. If you were telling somebody who's interested in getting an AR right now, what advice do you have for them? Uh, get it right now. <laughs> get it right now. Because yeah. if, if you're going to wait until, say, July of next year, then you're going to see a much, much longer waiting period to get them in terms of, of uh, manufacturing. Uh, look at what's on the shelf. 
also be be discriminating. I mean, there's there's um, a lot of people build parts guns. Please, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Let me say it very clearly. There are people building ARs. They all look alike. Be careful about who you buy from. Buy it from established companies, or and it doesn't have to be a big company. It can be somebody like a cylinder and slide. Or you know. in addition, you know, some of the uh, the high end custom ones, Wilson's is, is spectacular. Incredible. Bears is spectacular. And, and you can and you can get them painted like Michael's in goofy yellow. This is what's important: is that style is everything. <laughs> uh, Brother Ted Nugent, he's got a pink and black yep, AR. Yep, yep. Um, I've got one in electric yellow. I had the furniture made for me by Cavalry Arms down in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, Cavalry Arms told me they got a contract from a major urban SWAT team. Because it seemed, they said that, that over a period of months, virtually every crack house they hit had black lights in it. And so they asked Cav Arms to build them some AR furniture, some M4 furniture in, uh, that would glow in the dark. <laughs> so, it, so whenever they would like kick open the door, it was like no doubt who was coming in the door because the AR furniture all glowed in the black lights. And I thought, all you need there is a Jimi Hendrix poster, and you were a hundred percent retro. Man, I have flashed back as, as they used to as they used to say in the movies, Michael. This is where I came in. <laughs> <laughs> I did too, uh, embarrassingly enough. Um, lordy, lordy. It's really funny is that, that as an instructor, when I've, I've taught people to shoot, and I, I come out, I, I take the AR with the yellow furniture. It's uh, uh, bare coated OD green. And people look at, in fact, a friend of mine who's a, a Navy SEAL, a really famous Navy SEAL, he's looking through my gun safe and he goes, good heavens, Michael, who did that to that AR? And I said, well, you know, dude, in a total social collapse, what if I'm set up on by Ikea shoppers and metrosexuals, you know? <laughs> it, it, it's important to have a festive gun. There you go. It's a party gun as well as everything else. Michael, we are out of time as usual. Michael, uh, you, thank you so much. I'll be seeing you in, what, a couple of weeks, couple I guess. A couple of weeks. Couple That's of weeks. right. And, Michael, you can always catch him on the shooting gallery. They're starting to shoot new ones now, uh, Cowboys. Uh, you can see magazines, books, uh, downrange TV, MSNBC, you know, who, yeah, he's everywhere. He is the, the master of the universe when it comes to media. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. Our number 866 talk guns when we come back. Kids shooting guns and having fun. You're going to want to hear about this one. <laughs> 